0: The B.S. Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The B.S. Report. The B.S. Report with Bill Simmons. Welcome to the B.S. Report. A chilly but sunny and pleasant Monday morning here in Southern California. The NFL regular season is over. Always a sad day when, uh, when there's no more 16, 15, 13, whatever games on uh, on Sunday. But now we have the playoffs. My annual dream to go 11-0 against the spread in the playoffs is back on. It's never happened. A guy who has a better chance than me, a red-hot cousin, South. last six weeks on SportsCenter, 15 wins, three pushes, zero losses. South, this is the hottest streak of your career. What, what <laughs> happened? Who's? Did you sell your soul? What happened?
1: I think the moral of the story is if you watch every minute of every football game for the last 20 years – you too can can have a streak uh, similar to this one
0: this is your best streak on. ever though but oh, it, I, yeah.
1: feel,
0: I i feel like this is like a 1980s movie where where the hero all of a sudden has all this success and now you now you're wearing sunglasses to high school and and but i hope you're not getting overconfident here
1: no no of course you're, okay, you've been good. on you've been on a crazy email chain with me uh lambasting my agent for not uh for not getting behind ESPN non-promotion of this thing. But uh, I do feel like I'm Biff Tannen and I need to uh, hide the magazine. They're coming for it any minute now.
0: I'd don't. like to see how many weeks in a row you could go uh, without a loss before ESPN realizes they should <laughs> maybe promote this. It would be interesting. Like, if you were undefeated for three years in a row, would they start making it making a bigger thing?
1: Well, I imagine they cut my analysis. Whatever. I understand that there's more things to put on SportsCenter more important right. than me, but they cut like. So I'm basically saying I. I like the Chiefs. Everyone's been betting the Chargers. I like Chase Daniel and the Chiefs, and then and then just yeah. cuts to something else. Like, all right. I also said that the Chiefs, the, the Chargers are 0 and 5 against the AFC West against the spread in the last five, right. and that they have a very thin offensive line. But that, that I just am meant to look stupid in those cases.
0: You, you picked the Panthers. I actually like the Falcons in that game, and I realized something right as the game was starting that that I'm going to remember, Mike Smith. And, well, that. Yeah. um, if you just have two bad teams and I would say anyone who's under 500 qualifies as a bad team. Right. 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 Um, If you're getting more than three points in a game, Mm-hmm. you just grab the points and it just doesn't matter. It's just two bad teams. They're going to weird things are going to happen and you'd rather have the points in that circuit. So I felt like an idiot yesterday during that Atlantic.
1: <clears throat> I think the saints screwed everyone up all year long. I think they yeah. if you go by the Falcons beat the saints in new Orleans, like, wow, that's a pretty big win. They should be able to beat anyone, let alone Carolina at home. And, you know and then the saints beat the steelers in pittsburgh a few weeks ago oh that that means pittsburgh's time like that they, they, they were the uh the screw job betting team that that you should not have relied on all year yeah uh, and
0: i feel like i went bay all star weekend i did really well run that at the, at the harris casino
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: a banner right. night for me and uh and i've been paying for it ever since with the saints <laughs> they nice. they screwed me up 37 different ways i will say though there, this is now in play, and it wasn't in play a week ago. And I think they had to do it one more time. But you might have to judge this Panthers team as what we saw the last four or five weeks versus what we saw the first three months. Yeah, you know Definitely. what I mean? Might, might just throw out the first three months and just say, All right, what did we see these last five weeks? Because Barnwell had a good stat in his column today. He said, I think they were 30th, like opposing QBR. They were 30th. So basically, they're the third worst team against quarterbacks. And it was like 25th in rating. Right. Um, but then the last five weeks, they were fifth best against QBs.
1: And that's <clears throat> defensively, they've stepped up. And offensively, that offensive line has played together after a hodgepodge mix for the last month. They've had the steady offensive line. And if you look at the stats, though, it still doesn't make sense that Cam Newton completes 10 passes and, uh, you know, S- Stewart runs for it has 69 total yards or whatever it was. And they, and they dominate, but, uh, but they are definitely playing better and they're a different team. And well, they killed, we, Go ahead.
0: so they killed the saints in week 14, 41 yeah. to 10 in the superdome, right? Beat the bucks by two. That was mm-hmm. an either or game beat the Browns by four. That was the game when, uh, Manziel got hurt or had to go back in. That was also an either or game. And then right. they killed the Falcons. So mm-hmm. this all might be a mirage too. It's not like they beat anybody. Good. Right. And I don't know what to think. So.
1: Well, here's the thing there. Now this is a game where a few weeks ago we thought and we'll get, we'll get to the lines in a minute. We thought the uh, NFC, I'm sorry. We thought the fifth seed who was either going to be Seattle or Arizona was going to give double digits to the NFC South um, home team. And that, yeah, that that's just not the case as we'll see in a minute but well yeah. here's the
0: so here's the cardinals since week 10 14 points 3 points 18 points 17 points 12 points 9 points 17 points that yeah. is not a good trend not good and it doesn't seem like um Drew Stanton will be back in time for round 1 although who knows he might he might play but might be hurt but either way when your season is hinging on whether Drew Stanton might come back or not that's not good
1: And we'll, we'll get to uh, the line in a minute, but your I love your playoff manifesto gambling manifesto. And right. And and, you know, the first 20 entries are going to slap the Ryan Lindley on the road, you know, (laughs) in a playoff game.
0: Yeah. The manifesto has a variety of rules, but the number one rule is not to bet on a shaky team on the road. Yeah. Just period. Don't do it. You're going to hate yourself. Even yesterday, I, I Dalton is a borderline shaky QB on the road. I mm-hmm. would say you might even call him shaky. Sure. Um, I always felt good about Pittsburgh in that game. Even, even when Mike Tomlin called made one of the most atrocious calls of the year, the fake fourth and nine with oh six minutes left that gave the Bengals the ball in the 40, instead of just pinning them inside the 10, they pinned them inside the 10. The game's over. Andy Dalton's not, not going to go down the field.
1: But yeah, and after a bad Roethlisberger interception, like he, had, they, they had a chance to go up. I think seventeen at at one point. But yeah, right. I'd love to see that fake punt diagram how they wanted it to work because he had no no idea where he was throwing it there.
0: Right. And plus you had a wide receiver who was so confident that a fake punt was happening on the other team that he was just shadowing the guy as yeah. he ran his pass route. Yeah, right. That was really bad. That was one of the single worst calls of the season that nobody's going to remember because they ended up winning the game anyway. But
1: uh, I like your uh, Shaky's idea. We have our banquet, our fantasy football banquet at Shaky's every year because yeah. it's, it's terrible, but... that that Andy Dalton should do Shaky's He should get a Shaky's endorsement. He's a shaky road quarterback.
0: Well, how do we not have, I I know we're talking about doing it in round two. How do we not reconvene to try to get there for this Saturday for that Arizona? I know. Carolina game. I feel like we should just all readjust our schedules. I can't think of a better game to celebrate at Shakey's than Ryan Lindley versus Carolina.
1: Right, and we bet we bet that at uh, minus forty five thousand uh, that that would be the uh, Saturday buried game early. So right, we did win that.
0: I don't know if you've driven by Shakey's, but uh, a little remodeling outside. No. Oh, really? yeah, a little paint job. Wow. Yeah. Looks like they fixed it up a little All bit. Right. Oh, they, they don't, don't have nice to do They're coming
1: back every year. They don't. They don't need to impress us. Yeah. Who are they kidding? They yeah. just
0: need to impress Brad.
1: Right. <laughs> um, just get the seventeen Mountain Dews ready. But we had a, a MVP bet. We made it Friday. Yes, um, we did. I'm I, trying I think to think that. I to talk about this. You don't get an MVP vote, right? I'm just, I'm no, an, I don't an, get an okay. MVP vote. Right, but I'm I will sure. say,
0: I thought what I thought we had it after that Watt game. Yeah. And then Rodgers pulled the sports movie on us. And now I think that ship has sailed. It was still a good bet, but we're not going to win it
1: now. Everyone says he pulled the sports movie. Are we, are we positive he didn't do this on purpose? I mean, it's a non-contact injury. The guy's an actor. He does all these commercials. He studied under the great George went and, uh, and then he comes back in dramatic fashion and wins. Is he padding his MVP stats by taking a little breather, getting carted off? I don't know.
0: So I watched, I watched the game yesterday with Jalen and Jacoby. Right. Jalen diehard Lions fan. Uh-huh. Um, the, the I don't fully believe this, but I think it's fun to talk about. And I think like uh, the way social media is now, people get really upset if you just bring stuff up. But I'm just saying we, we were joking about it during the game. Like if you're going to set up the all right, I really need to win the MVP here. Right. You're probably going to pretend that your leg hurt. On the touchdown pass, where the guy was wide open anyway, no one. Hit you're going to wait to come back until the third quarter already started. Yeah, you're going to stand in the tunnel so the TV camera could show you, and then you're going to dramatically limp out. Yeah. All, all I can say is this: Paul Pierce took a lot of crap in 2008 during Game One of the finals the for wheelchair. the exact same situation, you're exact. Right. And if you're going to give Paul Pierce, my man, the guy who brought the NBA title back to Boston, if you're going to give him crap for Game One of the finals. Rodgers deserves more crap for that game.
1: I am with you. And he is an actor first and then a quarterback. Let's just remember that. The well, man I, was, I was
0: I was, making fun of Steve Hyden last night, who's uh, who writes for Grantland, is a huge Packers fan. I was like, I haven't seen uh, acting. I haven't seen a limp come and go like that since Kaiser Soze and the usual suspects. <laughs> nice. a, Rogers, like, which leg is it again? Oh, it's the right leg. Damn it. I, I limped with the left leg for a second. I forgot. Yeah. No, I think, I think he was hurt, but it's fun to joke about And know, the Packer fans get so sensitive about it.
1: Look, the one joke, there's no joke that we have five to one odds. We have J.J. Uh, Watt at MVP. And I'm just, uh, people are pointing to like, well, he didn't even lead in sacks. Justin Houston led in sacks. Well, Rodgers didn't lead in touchdowns or passing yards. Like, Watt had 110 disruption plays, which is like 30 more than the next guy. A safety, an 80-yard interception return, a blocked field goal, five touchdowns. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess closer, the, ca- the case against them is they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 of those 20.5 sacks came against the AFC South. Right, I know. His worst game was against Dallas, which they lost in OT, which in retrospect, they make yeah. the playoffs that they win that game. And what the hell are you doing? You we have money him on out. them.
1: Why are you doing this right now? Well,
0: I, <laughs> because I think Rodgers, I think Rodgers, we made that bet. I called you on Friday. We talked about it. Yeah. And we said, all right, here's the scenario where these odds are really good for us because mm-hmm. here's the scenario. J.J. Watt has a monster game against the Jags, and Rodgers doesn't do quite enough in the Lions game. I think we can win this bet. Yeah. Unfortunately, Rodgers did a lot in that Lions game.
1: Well, what, what if he does stay out the whole game and they win by three? Does he get it then?
0: See, he he did. He he's such a genius that Rogers. He left Matt <laughs> Flynn in for the one series, so Matt yeah. Flynn would look terrible. Yep. How great would it be if Rodgers never hurt his leg? Would that
1: be the best? Would that be the best NFL story in like five years? I think it's worth uh, Rogers' fake up a few leg bars. injury. Get a get an investigation going. Really well, it was interesting.
0: We rewound it when his leg when his leg like uh, on that touchdown. They had a yeah. replay. And he's pushing off, he's running off the leg. And the last time he just, his leg goes dead and he's just dragging it. Yeah, right. And, and, uh, and he throws it and we thought like he blew out his Achilles or something. Mm-hmm. So to see him an hour later on a QB sneak know, pushing weird. against a thousand yard a thousand pounds of Detroit Ledman was interesting, right. but yeah. I I think these guys can get shot up with anything and not feel pain is, is the reality
1: of this. Probably. Probably, but could they do that to us when we lose money on a, on a bet like the MVP? Can they shoot us? But it was a great. System?
0: We we did our job is to make a smart bet with go. the odds, and we made a great no, bet. And we're in play now with five to one for Watt, and we're probably not going to win.
1: And I think that someone did mention that if JJ Watt and Aaron Rodgers switch teams, the Texans make the playoffs and the Packers don't. Right? I mean, that that is that a way to look at it? I don't even know what way to look at it anymore. Rogers is great.
0: Rogers is terrific. He's history. great that, that, He needed to have that specific game.
1: But if you're talking about valuable, how much value, maybe it should just be Jersey sales, the percentage of Jersey sales per team. That should be the value <laughs> or maybe the Halloween costumes per square mile in your, uh, in your neighborhood.
0: One of the Packer fans emailed me and was like, when he went out, that sound that Lambeau made as he was on the cart. Uh, There's no other player in the league that that gets that sound, and that's why he's the MVP. And I and I'm thinking, well, I think Brady gets that sound. Sure, of course. I think Peyton Manning gets that sound. Yeah,
2: the I think Romo gets different. that sound. I yeah. think it, the, the the bottom
0: line is quarterbacks are just more valuable than every other position. So right. if 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 we're gonna decide that nobody else can win the award other than a quarterback, then let's just say that.
1: Yeah, It should be a non-quarterback MVP. That's how they should do it. The uh,
0: the the Matt Stafford yesterday. I, I just if I'm a Lions fan, I just don't. I, I I'm out. I've watched this for six years now. Right? Is is there any chance that this gets better than the Matt Stafford we're watching right now?
1: It's very strange, and I want to be careful because I know if I badmouth Matthew Stafford, uh, he's gonna he's gonna find Calvin Johnson four times uh, this Sunday against Dallas, right. my team. But uh, his stats have been much better in, in past years, and the team hasn't been as good. And this year, you, you worry about the, where the offensive production is, but the defense could maybe take this team a little further than than. Uh, you, you, you expect them to, but yeah, I don't know what it is with this. I, I, I scratch my head. They haven't had a decent win against a decent team since September when they beat the Packers. Right.
0: That stat Jalen said it even before they showed it, that Stafford has never beaten a good team on the road. And then they showed it and it was own 15 and now it's own 16 wow. with him against a good team on the road. That's pretty damning. Yeah. Oh, seven is maybe random, but when you start getting to own 16, that's not
1: random. Right. I'm not going to talk about this i hate, I'm not set myself I up. don't blame you,
0: well, I like what Peter king did what What happens if Rogers and Watt split the vote? Do we get paid?
1: Yeah, we get paid two and a half to one, I think, but oh. uh yeah, I think that would be a fair way to do it. That would be a fair way to announce that someone other than a quarterback could win the award I'd
0: like to thank uh I'd like to thank Vegas again yesterday for giving us a variety of fun teases to make.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, we I'm had sorry, to... Before before we go on, I, uh, Macho Man Tom Savage, the uh, the Texans quarterback, had something to say. Did you get the soundbite on the on the MVP race? Did I didn't. What did he say? Oh, oh here it is. Oh, yeah, Macho Man Tom Savage here weighing in on the MVP debate. Lots of people in their ivory towers thinking it should be my teammate, J.J. J. Watt. Well, what about me, the Macho Man Tom Savage? Look at the stats, Mean Gene, 10 for 1,927 yards, only one interception. I've been everywhere from soaring with the eagles to slithering with the snakes. Now bow down to the kingdom of madness. Macho Man Tom Savage for MVP. Step it to Slim Jim
0: weird Macho <laughs> so Man old. Randy Savage wrestling gimmick that's aged the worst of anyone from the 80s other than maybe uh, maybe the pimp slicked the yeah. pimp but Macho <laughs> Man Savage for, for six years his basically two thirds of his gimmick was he might hit Miss Elizabeth at any time and we were all okay with it he was like oh don't hit her I you know. It's like now you now my son watches those old matches and I'm like,
1: oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It She's is weird, cowering the, with her hands up. There was more sympathy towards Jake the Snake Roberts, a snake, when he right. would, uh, when, when he would uh, mistreat it, than there was to uh, god, Elizabeth. We were,
0: America was just horrible in the late
1: '80s. Yeah. Okay. No uh,
0: anything else stand out to you yesterday? I was surprised that um, I do feel like the Chiefs were one of the six best AFC teams.
1: Um, the chief, I was thinking about the best team to not make the playoffs. Do you say it's the Chiefs, the Vikings, or the Bills? you say the Chiefs?
0: Yeah, the Bills had the Kyle Orton thing. Kansas City, it, it really came down to they, they lost that stupid Tennessee game in week one, and yeah. Tennessee is now a train wreck. And then they lose that Oakland game on Thursday night, which we, we knew, we sniffed out. We thought that was a trouble game for them, but they right. blew that one. And they didn't make the playoffs because they lost to Oakland and Tennessee, 2-14 and 14 and 3-13. and 13.
1: Yeah, and that's a team that you could put basically anyone in a quarterback, and it seemed like they were they were good, they were steady, they can hang with anybody, and that great pass rush and Jamal Charles, and yeah, maybe they were the best. They could have been ten and sixteen.
0: Like if I'm if I'm Pittsburgh, I would much rather play Baltimore than Kansas City in round one. No, really, it's not even a question. Yeah, I think. Well, <clears throat> we're we're gonna get to it. We should start doing the lines, but well, uh, yeah, I mean, let me I just, I say, just think uh, Baltimore is okay. fraudulent.
1: just, as someone who had Baltimore in a teaser yesterday and congratulations to Cleveland. I mean, there's, I don't think there's tanking in the NFL because you know, the the Jaguars were in it with three minutes left in the fourth quarter, as were the, the Buccaneers who, you know, could have lost out on Marcus Mariota, but Cleveland did a great job suspending Josh Gordon and, and just, uh, you know, Justin benching Justin Gilbert for this walkthrough that may or may not have existed in the hotel. It's crazy. And, right. yet, and yet they almost pulled off the upset. I, I, I hate the Ravens so much right now. I don't think there's any way they could lose.
0: I can't believe the Ravens covered that. And yeah. it was funny because I was waiting for them to do it. And then they finally did it because they just couldn't move the ball at all. And then they're like, "Oh, let's run the play where Flacco just throws it up for grabs, yeah. and somebody has to make an incredible catch."
1: He looks so lazy. That offense looked so lazy. Like just even their fourth and goal, second, third, fourth and goal play, and uh, when they got stopped, but, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna say this right now, and I don't I don't care if it's recorded and put on YouTube by angry sure. Ravens fans because mm-hmm. I got some emails yesterday on my reader account from Ravens fans who were like, "Are you scared, Simmons? Ravens six seed." <laughs> Could, could be coming in England in, in round two. I just want to say this unequivocally. I am not scared. Really? I would love to see the Ravens come in in round two. I think that team stinks.
1: So where do you Their rank? Ravens, Ravens number one, you say?
0: The Ravens are my number one choice to come into Foxboro. And just, I and by the way, I am not afraid of Jenkins the Pats at all here. I think the Ravens stink.
1: Colts second or Bengals second? Hmm. Colts second. You think the Colts are just too soft? Yeah,
0: but it it worked out great. It's three teams you'd certainly want to play in round two. At yeah, all. It yeah did. But uh, Kansas City would have scared me a little bit because of that their running game and their pass rush, and they you know that they, they they already beat us. I, the Ravens, you know, they lost to Case Keenum, right, in kind of a must win game. They they almost lost to the Browns, who were trying to tank the game. They they almost lost to Connor Shaw. Mm-hmm. That team
1: stinks. They've looked the worst down the stretch out of any of these teams. They,
0: they really beat the have. Jags by eight. They beat the Dolphins. They lost. They blew that Chargers game. But their secondary is bad, and I, I feel like anyone can throw on that team.
1: Yeah. Well, and Ben Roethlisberger had six touchdowns against them last outing. So this is going to be very interesting. It's weird that NBC picked this as their. Uh, there's a lot of debate over which the, – the, the, I think they would have picked Detroit-Dallas as their game, but apparently Fox has gotten screwed so many times this year the NFL stepped in and said, no, you have to take the AFC game, especially with Carolina being early Saturday.
0: The Ravens have – they only have one good, one win that I feel good about. Week two, Thursday night, they beat the Steelers.
1: Pittsburgh, and you you were all over that. We, we argued about that.
2: Well, I liked the six, Ravens you know? for a
0: little while, and then I realized when they lost that Colts game in week five, I thought that was a red flag, but – yeah. All these all these AFC North teams, they all got to play the AFC, the NFC South. They all right. every one of them got four games against the NFC South.
1: Yeah, but they had to play each other too. That's they they know how to play tough like January football. I know it sounds cliche, but
0: that's true. But they lost to the Bengals twice, mm-hmm. and they lost the last game to the Steelers by twenty. So they're right. at one and three against the other AFC North teams. I just think they're not good.
1: I just worry there's one, always one playing possum team in this round. And I just, I'm, I'm not saying that it's them, but.
0: It might be Indianapolis.
1: Yeah. Because well, it, it seems though, like people have just yeah. written
0: them off and they have a quarterback who can do stuff, mm-hmm. which is the number one thing you need in in, in the playoffs, I think. Right. Well, let's talk about it because I have not looked at. I sent you my lines, but I have not looked at the lines.
1: You did. I was off, and you were off. I'll I'll tell you that. First game, uh, like we said, Saturday, one thirty-five Eastern. Arizona, One one last
0: thing we got to talk about. As as a fan of an NFC team, how happy are you that San Francisco pushed Jim Harbaugh to college football? Yeah. I mean, what a great thing for you. That guy's one of the best five coaches in the league. Of
1: course, yeah. I mean, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Even if they didn't win the Super Bowl, like they, he's out of their division, that's great for them.
0: Unbelievable. I, I, part of me is kind of bummed out that he went back to college. I just feel like, I don't know. It'd be like, like if Jimmy had an eleven. Jimmy has an eleven thirty late night show, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just went back to like
1: went to TV. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, he went to like Comedy Central at like right. midnight. It's like, right. oh, congratulations. Yeah.
1: I knew uh, Harbaugh was going to Michigan. We should have uh, bet it a month ago when our friend, Mike August, who was wrong about everything. He, he debated, not even kidding. He said, Ryan Leaf is going to be heads and shoulders better than Peyton Manning. He said, no way Harbaugh goes to, to Michigan. He's uh he hates recruiting. So I was like, well, done.
0: Let's nail that right. down. He's gone. He is the bizarro of <laughs> anything. Yeah. The, the the red flag for the Harbaugh thing was when the when the odds on the gambling website went from eight to one to two to one. And then they had to take it down. When I saw down. that story, I knew that was over because right. that was clearly inside info from somebody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. All right, Saturday the shaky special. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a pepperoni with mushroom?
1: <laughs> Mojo potatoes, Arizona, Carolina. Now you said, or what? What did you say it was? So.
0: I had no feel for this game at all, and I don't know if Drew Stanton's coming back. And I and I I knew the Panthers were favored, but I don't feel good about this. I said one and a half. I'm probably wrong.
1: Well, I Vegas is is betting on Ryan Lundley starting. It seems because I said it was three Carolina by three Carolina favored by four and a half. Right oh, in the Vegas, Vegas zone. Vegas
0: zone. Interesting.
1: Yep. Wow. I so just there, don't so, think you can make it less than three, right? If it's Ryan Lindley on the road. I know I know they have a great defense. I, thought, I made that pick thinking Stanton was
0: playing. Yeah. But uh, if it's Lindley, I think it has to go to six. I, I just don't see how he'd put up points against the Panthers. They would right. have, they'd have to win like a 10 to seven
1: or 13, to 10 type game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, He's really bad. And I don't want to see them. Do you want to see Arizona at Seattle again? We could We could pass on that, right? We know how that ends.
0: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. It, 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 what time is that game?
1: That's the Saturday one thirty for us, 4:30 Eastern. So is that the Shakes' game or it's that? No, it's the following week, which is uh which is bad for you because the Patriots play Saturday at 1:30. Oh yeah, I'm definitely not coming
0: to that. So <laughs> give everyone my regards. But um but that could be a good day for for the dads out there. Oh yeah. Who's who's uh whose lovely wives feel like maybe they, they ignore the kids during the playoffs. That could be the, a good day for, for you to feel like a hero and be like, you know what, I'm mm-hmm. going to skip the first playoff game for you guys. What do you want to do?
1: That is nice. But you know what, then when it's April and you're missing football and you said, oh, my God, why didn't I watch that Arizona-Carolina oh, game? I could
0: have watched that awesome 13-10 to 10 <laughs> Panthers game.
1: What did I do? Yeah. Maybe we go Who? under here. So
0: this is a 4-5 and the 6th seed, unless Detroit beats Dallas, which we'll get to.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't even have said Arizona-Seattle because, yeah, Detroit could be the 6th seed and they could go to Seattle. All right.
0: So this is interesting, though. Well, let's say your team wins and Carolina mm-hmm. wins. Right. Then we get Carolina at Seattle in round two. And those teams, Carolina always plays Seattle really tough. Yeah, that would be fun. That's your worst case scenario if you're Seattle. You want right. the Cardinals you, if you're Seattle. You want to you see the Cardinals.
1: Definitely. Seattle is getting that point. Why don't we just take them in the second half yesterday? That was really stupid. Like we should have bet them to shut out a team in the second half. That should be the the bet. But they just clamped down. They're throwing that. That Sean Hill threw a a bullet at the guy's knees. Who was it? It was uh, Jordan Hill for the Seahawks intercepted Sean Hill. It was a gun at his knees and and, and he caught it. Like everything's going right for that Seattle team now.
0: Yeah. The Rams like, so they finished six and 10. They were in a lot of those games. Right. You know, that like even that, that Seahawks game yesterday at halftime, like I thought about betting the Seahawks at halftime, but I don't know. Like the Seahawks weren't moving the ball. It didn't it didn't seem like a good bet. No. And you think like, could Bradford have been worth four <laughs> wins? Six and 10. Could they have gone 10 and six? with Bradford? Yeah, maybe.
1: Let me ask you this. This is what's weird. <clears throat> we haven't heard the, let me clear my throat once and for all here. Hold on. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's great I mean it would have been another 40 minutes of that but uh, we haven't heard the, the the phrase quarterback controversy in a while like isn't it like this time last year the year before there's like three quarterback controversies is there even one in the playoffs you mean no any, any team yeah uh like taking like the case Keenum, Tom Sat like you know neither one of those guys is the answer but that that's not a quarterback controversy i, I, would, I think I
0: would, the browns i think the browns have have something of a
1: controversy because i think they going to move on I, I think they just need to move on then it's C minus draft. Can you, I can't believe it. But, C
0: minus. God, I would say it's an F. I they, guess they took Justin Gilbert over Odell Beckham. I that's guess. one of the yeah. worst moves in a while.
1: I mean, even Odell Khalil Beckham's Mack, a God, Khalil Mack, if you're going to play a a defensive player and you missed out on Khalil Mack, but they have a 12, a 19 and a 45. I mean, do they trade up? What, what are they, they going to do?
0: We were talking about it yesterday when Jalen and Jacoby were here. Manziel has a party on Friday night. Yeah. Like you couldn't have waited till Monday night for the party. Like, what, I, I, I'm, I always defend these people who are under 24 because I, I, I certainly made my own share of mistakes. 24 and under, and I'm sympathetic. Mm-hmm. But that's like just stupid. What are you doing? What are you doing a Friday night party for? What are, season's not over, you moron. <laughs> that's how he prepares for the sidelines.
1: He's are you a moron.
0: Do? I'm out on Johnny Football. Well, it's That guy's he, a jackass.
1: I think the Browns. They're like, whatever. We could deal with the off-field lunacy, but and and it, maybe it's too small a sample size to see what what he did on the field. But maybe it isn't. Maybe you just have to move on. Maybe maybe you know what you're getting with him physically. Well, they
0: they fired Mike Lombardi, hired this new guy who was supposedly a genius, and all he did was take two really good first round picks and turn them into Justin Gilbert, Johnny Manziel, and Buffalo's first rounder.
1: Yeah, which is I like know.
0: the seventh, sixteenth pick or something.
1: I know. you can't, Can not you kill anybody for taking Johnny Manziel? I mean, the, the Cowboys were killed for passing on him. All those teams were killed for passing on him before he stepped on the field.
0: I, I thought Bridgewater was the best QB. Yeah. The, the reasons that he dropped never made sense to me. Derek what Hart do you think about Jameis in Tennessee?
1: Did that's where he's going? I I, I think that we, we're going to have to learn a lot about him between now and April. Let's see if he even falls to the second round.
0: If Tampa, if Tampa even thinks about taking in rather than Mariota, they, they everyone should be on no, that to. team. Yeah. They shouldn't even work out anyone else. Just they take, have, take have the to. guy everyone knows you should take. No question. But then Jameis at number two is pretty fascinating. He's never right. lost in college. I, I didn't think he's he he
1: undefeated. I know. I know. We'll see. All right, we'll let's see. Keep everyone going. will be against him after January first.
0: We'll see. Well, uh, hold no. on. last question on the Panthers: Where does that line end up?
1: Well, are you saying if Lindley's quarterback?
0: Let's say Lindley's in. Lindley's your QB.
1: I think five and a half. What'd you say, six?
0: I think it gets to six, and I think we tease the Panthers and the Cowboys for a lot of money, and then we lose because <laughs> the Cowboys screwed us over. All right. And I also think you should make the Cowboys your best bet on Sports <laughs> Center. I think go for the perfect storm of just getting kicked in
1: the nuts. Do you know I haven't taken them all year on Sports Center? So Smart. this will be it. It's a great move. This you have enough it. at
0: stake considering your middle child has Romo's name right. as his
1: middle name. at the you have enough our, in play already. I have the papers to change it any second now. Uh, Carolina, by the way, that Cowboys game was more difficult to watch than even one that mattered. I was—I couldn't believe they were keeping everyone in, and it was clearly it was obvious Jason Garrett wanted to score 34 points by halftime. I thought then to sit everybody, but nope, third quarter everyone was out there. They—they they, uh, they What off were they going for?
0: In. What records? Anything uh,
1: well, like DeMarco Murray's Cowboys rushing yeah, record? Yeah, going and... for, for Smith's record, Bryant had the receiving record 16 touchdowns, you know and it's Romo, so I guess, you know, the outside chance at MVP, and he threw the linebacker made a great play. He might have still been in the running, but he just missed a perfect December.
0: You should have done what the Patriots did: just revolve the whole offense around Brian Timms. Yeah, that would have been good. That All right, good. I say I say that line goes to six, and I say I'm going to talk you into a Panthers All right. Cowboys team. What would it and, have and to be
1: for you to take Arizona eight
0: with Ryan Lindley? Yeah. Yeah, they, we'd have to go over seven and a half.
1: But then they need to make that seven. At least I still seven. wouldn't. Then I would
0: just not bet it.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, God. that's a bad one. All right, Baltimore Pittsburgh. That's a Saturday night game.
0: I put this in the Vegas zone. I said four and a half, but <laughs> I I forgot that Le'Veon Bell might not play, so I'm I'm probably off.
1: Le'Veon Bell might not play. A lot of people say he will play. I said four and a half. Also, only three. Three. Scary
0: too scary well i love the steelers i don't care if bell plays or not they beat them they're going to be able to, they'll be able to throw in that ravens team all game
1: 2 months ago they beat I'm them twenty right twenty
0: three. i know i know they uh, they will be able to throw in them for four quarters
1: nothing's free though maybe this is a push what what could this be i don't, I don't know i don't, well, I don't i'm getting
0: Nagata comes back for 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 right. this game which helps the ravens um, right. after his pd suspension for what was it for? Was it another Adderall?
1: He's back. I think it was. He had, yeah. a, late,
0: he had a late test the night before in the playbook. He said to take some Adderall.
1: <laughs> that team had no life, so whatever he brings will will help. Mm. I don't know. All right.
0: What if what if John Harbaugh, oh, Jim Harbaugh's on the sidelines, special advisor, one game only?
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Could he do that?
0: I love the Steelers. Hmm. You will see me pick the Steelers in Friday's column.
1: All right. Just uh, be, be cautious because what are you going to say? Carolina and Pittsburgh and every, everyone's just going to win those and two I, games, right? I got to
0: say the only game I like is Pittsburgh this week
1: right now, right. for gambling. Here's, here's a game no one should like. Uh, 1, 105 Eastern Sunday Sunday afternoon, yeah. Cincinnati and Indianapolis. I think this is the worst
0: batch of round one games we've ever had. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I have to really go back and look, but I, I I'm not excited for any of these games.
1: Pittsburgh would have been fun and I don't know. I get, what do you do with the NFC? I guess, you know, new Orleans is a better sell, but they stunk. Well, what about
0: poor AJ green? Yeah. Last week, staff, uh, Dalton almost kills him. Mm-hmm. He, like breaks his arm. Basically It runs around the rest of the game with this limp arm hanging from his body. And then, then this week, uh, gets crushed on a helmet to helmet, which they didn't call. And I, sometimes I feel like they're overboard with the helmet-to-helmet helmet calls. And in this case, it happened. I was like, oh, that's a helmet. The guy launches. I don't it was helmet
1: to helmet but it was definitely shoulder-to-helmet. Like he well, he was, took his head off.
0: Yeah, he, he launched. Anytime yeah, you right. launch, they call it. He yeah. launched. He knocked the guy out. And they're like, oh, great. And Collins was like, great hit. I know. So so what have I watched all year? That's a great hit. Now the guy launched and he almost decapitated AJ Green and AJ Green had to leave
1: the game. That was a great hit. I love Collinswood, but they missed a few things uh, Antonio Brown push off at the end. They missed missed a couple things. They they didn't talk about a few things, but that is the way to, uh, if you're going to fumble the ball, it's a good way to forget about it immediately getting slammed in the head. They also
0: didn't make a big, big enough deal of Antonio Brown running for the, spread clinching touchdown and his receiver who had money in the other team trying to knock him down.
1: What was that guy doing?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but that was insane. That play.
1: What did he see ahead of he him? Almost that he knocked to him out. he almost tackled his own guy. What happened? He, he was running forward with such force. Like he had to beat him to the end zone. It was very strange. I loved it. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't really
0: have money in the other team. I'm joking. No, weird of course weird not. people on the internet. Of course. Not. Uh, so we have, I have the Colts by three over the Bengals.
1: You said three. I said three and a half.
0: It's up to four right now. Oh, I was way off this week, huh? You already won the week.
1: You yeah, I guess I did. Man. Yeah, because we tied the last one. There you go. I could maybe eke out a tie for the season. I'll be 10, ten 7, and 1 after 18 is, weeks. Does this line reflect,
0: is this line assuming that A.J. Green's not going to play?
1: I don't know. It, it must. That's probably where the extra half point comes from. What have
0: the Colts done to deserve more than a three-point
1: spread? Well, they beat him 27 nothing in week 7, but that was a very different team. That defense held him to uh, 160 yards, but um Okay. I, it's cruel and unusual punishment giving Andy Dalton uh, three three primetime games in 12 days, right? Primetime Andy? I guess yeah. I guess 1 p.m. isn't primetime. The difference
0: but, with the Colts then versus now is wasn't that before Ahmad Bradshaw went down?
1: Yes, it was because he scored a touchdown. And they had a fierce pass rush for some reason. But Their
0: running backs stink. Mm-hmm. They have the worst running backs in the playoffs.
1: So you're going to be rooting for the Colts here as a Patriots fan if the Steelers win uh, Saturday night?
0: No, I'm going to be rooting for whoever I picked in my column. Oh, all
1: right. Okay. Yeah.
0: I might. I might grab the points if it goes to if it stays at four.
1: You have to think Baltimore or Cincinnati. One of them is going to pull the upset. I know you're locked into Pittsburgh. I just think one of those.
0: I'm you're locked gonna... into Pittsburgh. All right. Okay. I've I've watched way too much of the Ravens this year for some reason. Yeah. And
1: I. Uh, I just think Pittsburgh is much better. I've lost a lot on the Ravens. I don't know. I don't know what it is with that team. Detroit at Dallas, four thirty Eastern Sunday.
0: It's a great game, if you're a Dallas fan.
1: It is, is the most, it's most a, confident it's, you felt. It's greater if Adamic and Sue is suspended, though. He he really clogs up that middle.
0: They can't suspend him for that. I don't. Well, they won't,
1: right? They can't. Is it bad that I like Adamic and Sue a little bit? I do, too. I mean, stepping on the – he's like the the, – not to bring bring up 80s wrestling again, but he's like like the guy who hides the foreign object, like George Animal Steel, throws a foreign object in his mouth, and everyone except the ref could see it. Right. He's stepping on this guy's ankle for 15 seconds.
0: I like what Trey Aikman's like – classic Trey Aikman, yet again, the master of the obvious. Trey Aikman goes – Well, when you step on something on the field, you know you stepped on something on the field. Thanks, Trey. Yet again, you've done it. You've you've solved yet another mystery.
1: Well, it's better than Mike Pereira who says, uh, no, that wasn't on purpose. I don't think that was on purpose. Like, all right, Mike Pereira, you know the rules, but you're not in this maniac's head. He's he's basically camped out on the the man's ankle. We were saying, uh,
0: when we were watching that yesterday, we were saying, let's say he did that, but it, he was on Rogers' ankle. He actually broke Rogers' ankle. Mm-hmm. Is that? Is there a more reviled player by a fan base in in recent sports
1: history? Oh, interesting.
0: No. Than sue, if he broke Rogers' ankle on that play no, by the no. Packers, by the Packers fans, like he probably has to live in a, in he fears for his life for six months. I think.
1: Right. If, Paul, if Pollard and Brady was like a seven on that scale, one to ten, you like, right. can Sue is it? A, a 20. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's been hockey people who have been, who have, who have uh, gotten that kind of hatred, but I can't remember a football player. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have the Cowboys favored by six against the
1: lions. Yeah. I said five and a half. So you'll win this one. It's currently seven. And I like that at seven. It's
0: so teasable.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What are we teasing with Alabama? What are we doing? Oh, give us your pick for that. Since you're red hot. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait till next week. We have. Uh, oh, I know. I can't wait till next week. Oh, when next is, when be, are the games? You know, I'm not going to say anything because there's an outside chance if our agent, Baby Doll Dixon, um, can get something done, I might be given a pick on the Rose Bowl. So, when is the Rose Bowl pre It's uh, it's January 1st. It's was that Wednesday, uh, Thursday? Oh, yeah. So, oh,
2: okay. Kirk
1: Kirk Herbstreit had said he wants me to come uh, on when I was kind of on fire, and now. Now you're, now you're officially we'll on happens. fire. I'm really, I'm an impossible prick to deal with right now, as you know from these email
0: chains. Uh, well, I mean, you're 15-0-3 in the last six weeks.
1: 33,001 like, odds if you had to parlay that. It's, I
0: remember when Coward got hot on his radio show. Yeah. ESPN treated it like it was it was the biggest thing that was ever happening. Yeah, he had a couple of losses
1: yeah. in there, right? Yeah. I'm not going to complain. I'm happy the Cowboys are in the playoffs, but Twelve win team doesn't have a bye, potentially up against you know the the toughest venues in sports at Green Bay and at Seattle coming up if they're lucky enough to get past Detroit. But I'm not complaining. Well, this we're about to have Mike
0: call. we're about to have Mike Sando from ESPN.com on the podcast following you, and he had a really nice. interesting Cowboy stat about teams that were. In the 90 percentile offense, but 20 percentile defense. How they Uh-oh. fared the last five years? It's not. It's not good. you
1: oh, don't be have happy. him on. No, we don't need that. You're not going to be happy.
0: No, well, no I mean, one needs we, to do that. We want to get information instead of uh, baseless character attacks, which you've done for the whole thing. <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers, who was just accused of being an actor. I don't think he did it. I'll, my only point is, if Paul Pierce is going to still take crap, if I'm still going to take crap from Laker fans <laughs> for the 2008 Finals, then Rodgers deserves more crap.
1: You I got off. weird that they lowered the cart down from the scoreboard. carted off. They, they kind of knew what was going to happen. How
0: is that not <laughs> the Paul Pierce situation? You got carted off. That was <laughs> what happened to Paul Pierce. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that Aaron. Uh, stretch it in the tunnel. There's yeah. a camera there. Stretch it in the tunnel during this Matt Flynn drive and then walk out.
1: J.J. Watt needed to be a little smarter for us. He needed to like rent a helicopter or a crane to lift him out of the stadium and then come back in.
0: I love it. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is a genius. He's great. I do think he was hurt. I don't think I don't think uh, he was hurt. These guys don't. Right. I mean that in the least Bayli- Baylissian way possible. Right. I, I don't think you can intentionally remember to make your leg go dead like that. No. No. I also I've had calf problems when when I was trying to play basketball while also doing Pilates. Mm-hmm. God, make fun of me.
1: Um, Pilates. What is that? Pilates. Is- Pilates. Oh my god.
0: Um, the Pilates was stretching me out too much. So my calf kept popping when I played basketball. Uh-huh. And when it happens, you feel like your whole leg exploded. I, I'd love to know like how they got him back on the field in an hour. Like you really do. You lose all control of your leg. You can't even put weight on it.
1: Well, I, so they I know must have we had money on you for MVP that year and we blew it. I, I remember I that, but no, yeah, they should be able to tell you what they're shooting these guys up with. Right. No, they something. usually do. They say they got a shot or whatever.
0: All right, the Cuz. You got nothing to plug other than SportsCenter this Friday.
1: I guess maybe ESPN this week, Friday. Fifteen zero and three to last six weeks against the spread. What do I do? Yeah. Do I give out two picks or three picks? I'm not going to sweep the board with these playoff games.
0: I think you do one or two picks and you do some sort of teaser. All right, that's yeah. what I'll do. All right, right, cuz happy new year. Thanks, buddy. Uh, congrats on all your gambling success. It's Thanks. been a pleasure to watch from afar. I'll talk good to you soon. Good job by you. Good job by you. All right. All right, as promised from ESPN.com, Mike Sando, who, uh, who has had a really entertaining column this year. I always find some some sort of tidbit, especially in the Monday columns. Yesterday, or I should say today, had a, had a really good stat about the Cowboys. Explain the concept of 90-20 teams to us.
2: Yeah, you know, I love the expected points metric. I hate the fact that you have to spend two paragraphs explaining it. That's the way often these advanced stats are. But, um, you know, if you look at the play yesterday, I'll give you an example just to quickly explain it. It You you look at the play in that Seahawks-Ram game. I was at that game. Remember when Earl Thomas forced that fumble at the one-yard line creating a touchback, right? Yeah. So in the traditional stat book, you know, the Rams would be credited with a gain for the one. You wouldn't really know the context of the play. But because the play Earl Thomas made, dramatically change the expectation for scoring, the expected points metric would see that as a great play for Seattle. And it would show up in how much the Seahawks were, or Rams were less likely to score after that play. So I right. love looking at that on a play-by-play basis throughout the season. So my column for, I believe Wednesday, is going to expand on this idea of the Cowboys. Because I've, you know we see these teams, we know what their rank, we know what their record is, but... Every team is sort of a combination of its offense and defense. You rarely are great on both. You're usually some sort of combination of great on offense, bad defense, or you know, vice versa. So, I really wanted to see what every team compared to. You know, and the Cowboys are such a fascinating team because if you use that expected points metric to, to grade the teams, uh, you would see that they're in, you know, in the 95th percentile for the. 288 offenses since 2006. Think about it wow. that way. They're in, they're in the 95th percentile. But their defense, out of the 288 defenses, is only in the 27th percentile. Uh, it, it's actually getting better. But that would make them, in my eyes, a 90s, 20s. 90s on offense, 90th percentile to up to 100, or and then 20s on defense, 20 to 29. So when I started looking at other teams that kind of fit the general profile, you, know, you do see a range of teams that that are interesting. Like Denver last season uh, was one of them. And then I was just interested. Okay, you know when those teams lose, you know who beats them? And it was really, you know, teams with really good defenses that can match up with that offense. And you know, Detroit is an interesting team for me with Dallas in the first round. I actually think that I like Dallas in the game. But um, you know, to get to the Super Bowl, Dallas is going to have to probably get past a pretty good defense in Detroit and a potentially great one in Seattle. And I think those are the types of teams that, you know, will stop them in the end.
0: So you had as comparisons to this Cowboys team, you had the 2011 green Bay Packers who ended up losing to the giants at home. You had the Broncos Mm -hmm. last year who lost to Seattle in the super bowl. You had the saints in 2011 who lost that crazy game to the Niners. You had the 2010 Colts who I think lost to Rex Ryan and the jets. Um, and all four of those teams lost to the same type of team, a physical defense. Yeah. Um I guess the San Francisco at least that game was a little bit of high scoring, but um it made me think like th- that makes me think the Seattle matchup is terrible for them. If that's well, if that's your history.
2: It is, but you know, here's something I want to need to parse out further than that is, you know, not every great offensive team's the same. A lot of those ones we're talking about were slinging around the field passing teams, right? Yeah, I mean Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Those teams had some flaws offensively. The thing I like about Dallas is the offensive line matches up with people. You know, when uh, I also like to look at like, okay, how do you do when you play actually good teams? You know, we always look at this team's fifteen and one or twelve and four, but who do you play? I mean, look at the AFC North this year played crap teams from the South Division. As you know, following the Patriots, that was one of my other notes. You know, the AFC when they when they went eleven and five with Matt Castle, the top three teams in the AFC East were t- like twenty and four against you know bad divisions. <laughs> so yeah. the Western divisions that year. So when I look at Dallas, I say you know who are the good defenses they've played, and I, and there's not many when you look through it. I would say you know the Rams and the Seahawks were two good defenses they played, but when they played the Rams, it was in the first half of the year when Greg Williams was doing all these wild three-man lines, overload blitzes, and not making great use of their personnel, which is just four guys line up and and go. And then they played Seattle. and They played Seattle when Cam Chancellor was very diminished and Bobby Wagner was out. And they did do a good job handling Seattle's defensive front. But I believe Marco Murray had no rushing yards, very little, until he broke through in the fourth quarter, which is often how it goes, and that's... That's what I love about the teams with a great either can block or have great backs is, you know, you may stop the Marco Murray or Marshawn Lynch until you don't until people get really tired of seeing them. And with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter.
0: <laughs> and they played the Cardinals without Romo when the Cardinals defense was better than it turned out yeah. to be
2: later. Yeah, no so Romo though, was like a killer, you know, hard to analyze,
0: but like they had the Eagles twice. They had, they played the bears. They played the Colts. They played. I mean, this second half of the season: Washington, the Giants, Jacksonville, Washington again, yeah. Giants yeah. again. Um, and they and they caught the Seahawks at just the perfect time to catch the Seahawks during the season.
2: You know, I yeah, think... it, it, yeah. Percy Harvin had recently been traded, I believe. You know, it was just a they were still sort of finding their way. You know, the problem everyone has is that the games are in Seattle and that they're going to be have, be rested, and you know, it's just tough to win there. <laughs>
0: I don't like Dallas's defense at all and their offense would have to be spectacular in my opinion for them to win four straight playoff games. It just their offense would just have to be lights out, just be the best offense in the league. Um, Best run play combination. Romo would have to be awesome. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have to you know, stay away from all the special team stuff. Like there is a recipe where it could happen, but uh, I just think going into Seattle would be really tough. For them,
2: I agree. I agree. I would like them, you know, they had a good enough season in some years to get a bye, right? You know, really, and that would serve them so well. I just it, it is, it is tough with, with Seattle sitting there rested. With you know, everyone says it's tough to repeat. I, I just called total BS on that all year because it's tough to repeat when you're the sixth seed team that, that got hot and won the Super Bowl, it's a lot easier to repeat when you're the number one seed. Right. You know, and so Seattle is only the third number one seed since divisional realignment to win the Super Bowl. And the others were New England, which won it, which repeated, <laughs> and New Orleans, which didn't repeat because they lost in Seattle after getting the wild card in a tough division that year. So I love where Seattle's at. I think they, they got a great chance.
0: You kind of made your bones at ESPN with the NFC West, and then you expanded and became more national. But initially, like, you were like the guru of that division. <laughs> Um, you see, you always have a really good feel for those teams. And you, you even were saying, I think mid season, you were saying, you know, don't quit on the Seattle team and all that stuff. Um, what do you make of this Cardinals team? Cause I, I feel like they're just dead man walking. If, if they got Lindley yeah. going into Carolina, is there any hope for this team?
2: Well, their hope is that Carolina is not a great team. And interestingly, Carolina has held yeah, I believe over the last four weeks of the season Carolina ranks second only to Seattle in points allowed. They've played yeah. degrees, I believe, and Matt Ryan and there and they've played a couple of bad teams. So, you know, it's not a long run, but um I do think it is tough for them. I thought when they lost see, when they lost Palmer, I still thought the NFC West was theirs to, to lose. I thought they were probably gonna win it because I think with Stanton could have gone like five hundred down the stretch. You know, they wouldn't have been a championship team. Uh now they're really I think it's dire straits because, you know, the attrition of their defense has been an issue. I think they're very much a team that needs to play, you know, quote unquote, complimentary football. And when you're sort of behind the eight ball, when, when you're, there's a big difference between a backup quarterback and kind of that replacement level quarterback. And I think that's sort of where they're at now. And you know, I would even
0: say instead of replacement, I, I would say hopeless. Cause I got a great email from somebody who played college football was talking about that Arizona Seattle game and, and everybody was making a big deal about how Seattle chewed up Arizona for 600 yards, all that stuff. And the guy was basically saying, nobody takes into account what it's like for a defense to know that your quarterback literally is not going to move the ball. It's, it's a whole different kind of pressure because you're, you're on a tightrope now. And it's like, yep. if you're down by seven, the game's over. And once you're yeah. down ten, you know it's over. And he was like, "You just can't, you can't judge a defense by that situation because, as soon as you're down by ten in Seattle with Ryan Lindley as your quarterback, the game's over, and you're going to let up a little bit." So
2: it's so true, 100 percent true, and the reverse is true. When Drew Brees knows he has one of the worst defenses ever, like he's going to take more chances this year. Yeah, people are going to think he's not as good. Right. It changes how
0: you play. Right. He's going to take more chances. He's going to feel like he's going to press. Yeah. He's in a, That team is interesting to me. We had some firings today, and you wrote about uh, some of the guys that left and all that, all that stuff on ESPN.com. But we didn't have – usually every year we have, I guess, like the, the monkey wrench firing that nobody saw mm-hmm. coming or the monkey wrench guy leaving. Everyone knew Harbaugh was leaving. But – Part of me was thinking, would it be that amazing if Sean Payton and the Saints parted ways?
2: I would be pretty surprised by it because of the level of support that Tom Benson has had not only for Mickey, not not only for Sean Payton, but for Mickey Loomis. I mean, those guys have been bulletproof, almost like Benson's been defiantly protective of them, you know? Mm. Um, So uh, here's what I think about that, though, is like, I think Sean Payton's a great offensive coach, and I think he's a great head coach on balance. But you know, you're the coach of the whole team, and when you're continually running defensive court industry and you don't fix that side of the ball, you know, I think that's been a somewhat fair criticism of Mike McCarthy too. You know, at the end of the day, after five years or six or seven years, if you don't have that side of the ball squared away and it's horrible, that's on you as the head coach too. You know, and I believe I believe that in New Orleans that. There's no excuse for just being absolutely horrible. At one point, remember what I was telling you about that, the 288 defenses? They yeah. were like 288 part of the year. You know? wow. I mean, it It's just like historically bad.
0: Yeah, Peyton gets a lot of mileage from that Super Bowl and he should. It's hard to win the yeah. Super Bowl. But I look back at that at that Saints team, and it's it's a team that kind of – Face the least adversity to win the Super Bowl, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't even think they played outdoors, right? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't everything yeah, indoors yeah. that whole season for them? And uh,
2: many things fell right.
0: Yeah. Um, I think they built a team that at its peak was a, a really, 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 really good offensive team that um, protected home and they got to play in 2010. Or two thousand nine. Sorry, they got to play all their all the playoff games in indoors, which was great for them. Um, they've never you would never say they had like an awesome defense.
2: No, and, um, yeah, an interesting dynamic. You know, kind of a spin off of that. Just something to consider is, you know, I know the Super Bowl is only one game, and it's hard to just say use whether or not teams have won it as this ultimate barometer of of, of everything. But you know how many of the sort of veteran, older, paid quarterbacks win Super Bowls? You know, it seems like when you look at how good and consistently good Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning have been, they've been really close, but it was like, those have been the teams that consistently win, but they haven't necessarily been the consistent champions, you know?
0: Yeah, I screwed up with my Saints point. So don't email me, Saints fans. The, the Super Bowl was outdoors that year in Miami.
2: Well, but in the frigid, I, frigid conditions of Miami,
0: it was 60 degrees. So it was nice weather, yeah. but, um, but yeah, they had, they beat, they killed Kurt Warner in Arizona in round one and then, uh, and then had that crazy Vikings game that I'm still not sure how the Vikings didn't win that game. Um, <laughs> yes. so you look at Carolina, you feel like Carolina is a little fraudulent. It sounds like, and you should. Because they, yeah. they really didn't do anything until the last four weeks. And usually when you have two bad teams in yeah. any game and you're getting that many points, you have to at least consider it. Um, uh, I do like Carolina, though, but... It's it's really hard to stomach the thought of Lindley. Is there an AFC? So you got, you got Indy at three, you have Cincy at six, you have... Oh, I'm sorry, Indy at four, Cincy at five, Pittsburgh at three, and Baltimore at six. Yeah. Do you like any of those teams other than Pittsburgh?
2: Yeah. You know, Baltimore, you know, remember we were talking about the Cowboys and like, you know, are you an 80s, 20s team or whatever? Baltimore has been very intriguing and they were, I almost did a note that broke out that sort of concept on Baltimore a couple of weeks ago um, because, at one point, for for much of this season, they were in nineties offense. You would never think that, right? I mean, you're yes. like, what? I mean, Baltimore, and they haven't played. You know, they they've benefited from playing NFC South, so you know, grain of salt. But they have been a sort of team that intrigues me because you know, you you know, Joe Flacco can lose the game at any time and play like one of the five worst quarterbacks at any time. So it's hard to bank on him. Uh, you know, he's almost never had a, a run as good as their four games in the playoffs, but. They have real components of a team that you know I think could beat an imperfect AFC opponent to to get to the Super Bowl because Joe Flacco on his best days can be as good as anybody. Um, their their offensive scheme is wonderful. I think you know I got to travel with the Monday Night Crew this year all season, and so I got to see Gruden um, you know break down the film uh, yeah. in preparation for the games and. It was so fun from week to week to like see what John gets excited about as a coach, right? Just the schemes and stuff. And some some games are kind of dogs. You're like, oh, you know, are they really gonna dive option the quarterback again? You know, it it doesn't get the coaches excited. But when you see like a Kubiak scheme, you know, I mean, John's like on the edge of his seat. And we're talking about how they block the backside of the play, and 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 there's just great things going on with how they scheme the offense. And I think. When you have a team that has a great offensive scheme, a quarterback who can get hot and has, and you have pass rushers, uh, granted bad secondary, they've got issues, but they have pass rushers. They have two pass rushers. So to me, that's the type of team that, you know, you're a little wary of in the playoffs.
0: I'm so glad you think that because it's really important. I love when I feel strongly about a, a, a playoff game, that there's a good case for the other side. Otherwise it makes me nervous. And, there's a good case for the Ravens in Pittsburgh. I think their secondary is atrocious. Yeah. I, like just flat out atrocious. And I, I don't think they can beat Pittsburgh with the secondary they have. And, you know, the reality is they really lucked out with the quarterbacks they played the last few weeks. You think you look at what rivers did in week 13 against them when he just kept coming back and the Ravens, they had so many chances. They were up, up seven to 10, that whole game. And they had so many chances to put away and they just couldn't cause they couldn't stop they couldn't stop Rivers, and in week nine, the same thing. They just couldn't stop Roethlisberger. He throws six touchdowns. Um, yep. But then the last four weeks, they go Tannehill, Bortles, Case Keenum, Connor Shaw, you know? And, it, and I yeah. think it, it, it hides some real warts because we never yep. really saw the right quarterback light them up that last month, especially when they didn't have Nagata. Because, you know, at yeah. that point it was like a free-for-all against their defense, but we didn't really see it because of who they played. So I, I feel strongly yeah. that they're going to get waxed in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, you, you could be right. And I, You know, as I was looking at the team comparables, I had to continually take that into account <laughs> of, like, you know, who did you play this season? Because, you know, in a single-season sense, I mean, it makes a huge difference. And I do think that whole ASC North is in the playoffs, except for Cleveland, because largely because they played so they played the the two South Divisions I and mean, they just cleaned up on them.
0: I mean Bortles put up twenty points on them. And you had a great thing in your in your uh in your comp today about the worst uh full season QBR <laughs> since two thousand six and Bortles was in there with <laughs> Braden Wheaton and Jimmy Clausen. It was an immortal oh, list.
2: It was, you know, and during before the season I think uh I love talking to Bill Pullian, and and you know our sh- schedules don't always line up but whenever I talk to him we talk for like 3 hours and then finally just have to cut it off cuz he brings such a great football perspective but he's very curious on a lot of the stuff that I'm into you know diving into databases and stuff and he likes to marry those two things together so he, we had this theory that like you know for the most part a quarterback really is what he is you know in his first 16 his first 16 starts really tell you what he's going to be like 95% of the time so I put together a list. It had to be thirty or forty quarterbacks. You know, they're like no, made like nobody.
0: First. Nobody's defying the numbers after sixteen games,
2: basically. Yeah, yeah. There's like, if you went through the, like I ranked, I think the top forty guys who since 06, because that's when we have the QBR data, and just ranked them by their QBR score. And like the the bottom of like the bottom twenty guys, they're all bombs except for like. You know, Stafford has played a little bit better than that since then. But, you know, Stafford was on a historically bad supporting cast early and has had yeah. a great supporting cast more lately, you know, and still hasn't become great. He's just not horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, there, it was, everyone else was like a who's who of who's out of the league and, and was never any good. And then if you took, like, the top ten guys, all of them except for RG3, who had a devastating injury that changed how he could play, and you know, got exposed in other ways. All the other ones, you know, for the most part, you're happy with. I think Kaepernick will be an interesting test because he's headed south, and there are real concerns about him. And I also wonder if the Forty ers were sort of the team that could sort of game the QBR thing because because they were such a run scheme team. But that's another story. For the mo- for the most part, though, so if you're a Bortles type rookie season. We just haven't seen many of those guys live to see another day. You know, occasionally Alex Smith or somebody who's before that 06 era has, but pretty rare.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. You're right. By 20 games, you kind of know. It's like being on a a few dates with somebody. You kind of know if the chemistry's there. With QBs, you kind of know if they have it or they don't. Mm You do, but we,
2: but you still want to fool yourself for multiple years. Like I was at the, like I said, I was at the Rams game. They're probably going to bring Bradford back next year. You know? <laughs> it's right? Like how many years? You know, how many? You're just going to go down swinging with the guy a lot of times.
0: Well, and, and physically, he's not really the. You know, he's not going to be the same anymore either. Um, yeah. Seahawks. Pay, oh, one last thing about what you said about how the Niners could kind of game the system with QBR. I think that's funny <laughs> because. Like PR in basketball, which I, I think is useful. I think people rely on it too much. I, I like looking at it. Sometimes it's helpful. But you can game the system if if you're a power forward or a center who shoots a high field goal percentage, doesn't take a lot of shots, gets rebounds. All of a sudden you're looking great in PR. And it's funny that a quarterback yeah. could look better than maybe he is in QBR. Um, Seahawks Patriots plus yeah. 180. As a Super Bowl matchup right now, tell me why I wouldn't put my mortgage on this.
2: Um, well the, the memory of the Super Bowl last year's fresh, and I think some things apply. you know I just I, I think Seattle can overwhelm you uh, with their defense, and uh, that is hard for any quarterback to deal with and when you look at the Patriots. There's no one scared of anyone on the outside as a receiver, right? Richard Sherman is not sitting there going, God.
0: Oh, I'm not talking about the matchup. It. I'm talking no. about, tell oh, me why it. that's not the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, it is. Who, it is the matchup. Who's screwing up. That's that up? Well, yeah. And I, I, I'm going to have to like, use this note every week because it never happens. But that was my, that was my preseason pick. And, and I feel like it's destined. I don't, I don't trust Denver. I, don't tr- I think Seattle will home field. Um, I love the way these teams have been managed this season. I love shutting down Gronkowski, you know? Um, yeah. And just don't mess with it. You know, don't fool yourself. Just be smart about it. Be honest about what you're doing. And I do believe that's the game. And then I started to talk about the game because it is fascinating to me, but I.
0: It's similar I to it last year, tough. I would say. The,
2: it's the, a little similar. The,
0: the Pats have a much better secondary than Denver did last year, but. I do think plus one hundred and eighty seems generous. It seems like those should be. It's the most likely Super Bowl by far, but I think the Steelers could absolutely come into New England and beat them. I wrote that last week. It's a bad matchup for New England in a variety of ways. Now, if Bell's hurt, then you know I'd have to reconsider that. But Seahawks Steelers is twelve to one, and uh, what I want to figure out on
2: Pittsburgh. Yeah, what here's what I want to figure out on Pittsburgh. Because you know their defense was a train wreck a lot of the season, but in the back of my mind, I've kind of thought, you know, the way the league is now with teams going with young players and and fewer practices, all those things coaches complain about. You know, does a team with a complex blitz package like Pittsburgh, uh, you know, does it just take a long time for them to hit it and become and be able to play the way their coach needs them to play to be effective? And so, I'd really like to study like the second half of the season or. You know, is there are there good reasons to really trust Pittsburgh's defense? Um, you know, more because it was it was really bad uh, early in the season and made you made you worry. So, you know, that's a team on defense I'm interested in sort of figuring out, and then a little bit to some degree Carolina, although I'm, I'm more skeptical probably there.
0: Yeah, but you know what's interesting about Carolina? Let's say let's say they win this week, and let's say Dallas beats Detroit, which I think are two very likely scenarios. Yeah. So now Carolina goes into Seattle, for whatever reason they play Seattle really well. Like if I'm Seattle, that's the that's the game I don't want. Like crowd. yeah,
2: yeah, I feel different about it in Seattle. You know, they've played them. I believe have they have played them every time recently in Carolina, right? Yes. Yeah. There's still
0: something. There's still something to if you've played a team well, no matter where it yeah. is, you feel good about the game. You feel good about say, like yeah. Carolina will go into that game being like, look, we've played these guys. We should have beaten them last year. A couple breaks didn't go our way. We yeah. played them really tough this year. Let's go in and beat these guys. You One know, whereas Detroit's thinking too. screw. Yeah. We're screwed. Yeah.
2: If you look at Carolina, if you were to take Cam Newton's five lowest passing yardage games of his career, I bet you three of them are against Seattle. It would just be interesting to look at. Mm. Well,
0: you should do that. Um, this that's the kind out, of thing I'll you do in your column.
2: Out. I will I'll look at it. I that one I I just think in Seattle. I just just having a feel. I just feel like they I feel like win by double digits going away.
0: Give me a give me a semi long shot Super Bowl pick.
2: Well, I so it sounds like you like that, the Ravens uh, a little bit. Ravens 40 to always, 1. Yeah, ra- uh Ravens would be definite long shot pick. Uh, like a long shot Super Bowl for me is it, it wouldn't totally shock me. Wouldn't totally shock me it would be Baltimore, Dallas.
0: Baltimore, Dallas. Let's see what the odds are for that. That's gonna, Very long, you're going to sure. get good odds on that one. Uh, wow, I have to really uh, go down the website. Oh, yeah, ninety-five it's, to one.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't trust Baltimore not winning four in a row. But if you had to take a long shot there, that you know, I gave you some reasons on that, and then Dallas's offensive front can handle everybody. so they could they can they can play to their formula. Dallas has a formula where you can run the ball have a highly efficient Romo and you've got a dominant guy on the outside and you can protect your defense, keep it off the field. And that's been the whole Their defense is the same as it was last year. It's just on the field, 10 or 12 fewer snaps a game.
0: <laughs> right. So you think you, th- you it sounds like you think Seattle's pretty invincible, but if any team's going to go in there in the NFC and beat them, you like Dallas over, over green Bay for those chances.
2: I kind of do. I think they could run the ball, you know, you know, on their best day, on their best day, they can play the game on their terms. I don't think that I don't think Green Bay can play on it on the terms it wants. It's Seattle as well.
0: All right. Mike Sando. I kept you longer than I, than I said I would, but uh, thanks for everything this season. Very informative column. I really enjoyed reading it. I uh, look forward to reading you in the playoffs.
2: Thank you, Bill. We'll see you down the road.
0: All right. Take care. That's it for the BS report in 2014. I wanted to thank my man, Joe Fuentes, AKA podcast, Joe, he's going to open a restaurant of uh It's going to be a burger joint called podcast. Joe He's going to open a chain around the country. So look forward to that in malls around America. Uh, Thanks to Sal and house and Jacko and all the regulars who come on, except for Mike Lombardi. He doesn't come on anymore because he works for the Patriots Uh, and Steve Carr, who doesn't come on anymore because he works for Golden State. And thanks to Jacoby. And thanks to everybody at Grantland. It was a great year. If you want to hear more football this week, I think Barnwell and Mays might be recording one more podcast, but check out their podcast anyway, because it's been really good this year. And check out my column, which is coming on Friday. Playoff picks round one. I kind of gave away one of them. I'm not sure where I'm going with the other three. Uh, I'm very glad the 2014 is over. I'm looking forward to 2015. Take care. Enjoy the holiday. And uh, we will see you next Monday on the
1: BS report.
2: Target so the sound off. Whoa. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at PodCenter at espnradio.com. Peace out.